What is up, people out there in podcast land? I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. This is Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping here on the 13th of April, 2022. This yep. will hit first thing tomorrow morning, the 14th. Of course, baseball season just started, so... I do have one question. Did you run out and get your first case of Cracker Jill? We talked about this last week, and no, I did not! <laughs> and I did not wash it down with a bottle of Jane Walker. <laughs> I'm still fuming about that. Still mad about that. But trust it's me. gone too far. Trust me. We got enough to discuss. The maestro is in an un-PC place this week. So I have got an overarching theme, starting with our dumbasses here on the regular Sports Frenzy. It will carry over to the weekend edition. So you're going to have to tune into both this to is learn like the, the rest Sports of the story. Frenzy Godfather Part 1 and Part 2. Paul Harvey would be proud of you. My doctor told me I needed to start venting. <laughs> I thought I already was, but I guess I haven't been venting hard enough. Let it out. Let it go. Luckily for me, the Cubs have not given me much reason to vent yet. Three and two so far, although today was a disaster. Ah. So, but they've been... Playing the Pirates and the Brewers. Next is the Rockies. I don't know. I don't know don't what know to make of this what team. to get from that at this point. Yeah. I have to admit, though, Saya Suzuki. Living up to the looking, hype. Looking a little better than Fukudome did. <laughs> Suzuki's actually been able to sustain it past the opening day game, like Fukudome did. Yeah, what what was it that uh, Mr. 300 used to call him? Fuck you, do me? Yes, I was just going to go there. <laughs> one of our former esteemed colleagues, one of our former panel members who we will always love, Mr. 300. Yes, fuck you, do me. <laughs> Suzuki looks like he might be a little bit better, but again, we've got to wait and see how this all it's plays still out. still early. Three and two, I'll take it. But if you look at the standings right now, as we tape here, Wednesday afternoon, I don't see any shocking outcomes, any teams that are failing. The only team that looks really good early on that I didn't expect them to look good is the Rockies. Yeah, that that's kind of a shocker. But otherwise, it's... It's almost chalk. Yeah, it's everybody you would expect. Yep. The so. problem is, the teams that I thought would just tank and implode, the Reds, the A's, the Pirates, are just being a little enough of a thorn in my goddamn ass, <laughs> in my goddamn side, whether the Cubs or my picks in our Field of Frenzy com competition, where I'm just, Grr! stop it! How did the Braves not take three or four from the Reds Last weekend, you wanted to sweep the, the Phillies. Didn't get that. Ugh. Just it's frustrating. Yep, but it's like the wise man always said: play the long game. Sixty wins, sixty losses. It's, Every team is going to have that. What do they do with the hundred in bingo. the middle? Bingo. Yep. 
The White Sox are three and one. They're playing tonight. Yep. But oh, injury issues. Yeah, lots of injury issues. Giolito on the 10-day IL with an abdominal strain had to leave his first start early. Moncada is out for a while with an oblique strain. Of course, we know Lance Lynn with the knee surgery, but reports are he's ahead of schedule there. AJ Pollock. They were just talking. You wish you had Kimbrel back, don't you? No, I do not. <laughs> Pollock, they were did really well the first few games. They said as long as you can keep him healthy, yeah, that's he's what he unbelievable. Does. That's what and he, he does. comes up gimpy with the hammy. He's on the IL. That's now. what he does. He will he will show you the promise, and he will he's a China doll. He is a yep. China doll. Oh, that's yep. frustrating. And then rumbles that the Sox were trying to work with the A's for Frankie Montas, but there's no way in hell the Sox were going to give up Andrew Vaughn for him. Oh, no, 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 no. No way in hell to do that. Yep. Again, like I said, the A's have actually been playing better than I thought they would. Yeah. Considering all the guys they gave up in this fire sale, but they, like the the Reds have had in the offseason, the A's are playing right now. I got the the Tampa Bay Rays as my pick for the week. They're playing the Rays tough. Yeah, they beat them once. The Rays barely beat them in in extra innings last night. So we'll see. They're they're a scrappy little bunch. They're tough. They're gritty, <laughs> and it gets you jack shit in the end. <laughs> exactly because they're gonna wind up flopping. This is all and they the, will get rid this of Montes. Is all the adrenaline at the beginning of the new season go out there they don't have they don't have they don't have the, the players, players or no. the depth to do anything no. long term we've talked about it and talked about it there are seven or eight teams out there that you automatically write off before game one and say they are not a factor yep they are not going to make it and now you've got talking about the reds their president pissing off the fan base Go ahead and do it. You're going to take one of my dumb asses away, but let's talk about it. This deserves to be brought up. <laughs> he is a complete dumbass, but Phil Castellini going off on the, the son, the of, son one of one of the majority owners. Right. He's the president of the team. Getting fed up with hearing from the fans who were pissed because the Reds are trading everybody away. Not putting Which a winning product. we talked about over the last couple weeks. Yep. They've been doing it for years. This is a once proud franchise now in the dumpster. And the fans are tired of it. And so Phil, in his brilliance, gets upset and says, well, watch out what you asked for. What do you want us to do? Sell the team? If we do that, then they're going to have to move for to make any money and be profitable. We're not happy either. Blah, blah, blah. Bull crap. Now, I was going to put him on the dumbass list for the week because he said that out loud. But you know, and I know, and any sports fan with half a brain knows, that's what most of these owners are thinking, unless you're the Dodgers owner, the Yankees owner, the Cubs owner. Well, even him. Even He's him. trying to buy a fucking soccer team. Cares more about that than the Cubs. Most of these other owners are saying, who's going to give me the money? Who's going to give me the big-time money? 
Yep. Well, the and Lerner family in Washington now, too. After years of saying, nope, we have no plans to sell the team. Oh, we're considering selling the team. Yep. Really? You're not that far removed from being that damn competitive. I mean, but you're we right knew last there. year. We knew last year when they gave away Scherzer and Trey Turner, especially Turner. Going, yeah, that, that they, they were, were done. The, yeah, and that's why I think Juan Soto, even though they made him a fair offer for a long-term deal, said no. I'll wait. Now it's a gamble, and we'll it get is. to another big gamble from another big player here in a couple minutes. But. Juan Soto, I think, is is playing the long game and saying, if the Nationals are going to be sold, if they're going to go cheap here, the, then I want out. Yeah, because I'm going to bank on my future. Right. And he will have no shortage of people banging on his door, wanting him and offering him 10 years, $350 million. Yep. He might be one that could be worth it. One of the few. Now we turn around to Mr. 30-year-old face of the Yankees, Aaron Judge, <laughs> who turns down a seven-year, $213 million extension from the Yankees, <sighs> saying, I am going to go out on the open market next year. I can get more. Guess I what? don't see it. I don't either. One, He's another one who can't stay healthy for a full season. And he's not going to be there every day. Why are you going to shell out that kind of money? He would be lucky to get anywhere close to what the Yankees are offering him. I agree. And I again, I listen to a lot of New York sports radio, so they build him up to be more than I think he is. He's not all that. I don't, I don't think he is either. I really don't. And, and I he think is overhyped by the New York media. He's buying into that. And so I think he thinks he's better than he is. And his agents, obviously, whispering in his ear thing. saying, hold out, hold, hold out, hold out. Dude, you're not going to get that kind of offer anywhere else, especially if you do not Juan play Soto a full season. Juan Soto is, what, seven, eight years younger? He can play the long game. Yeah. Now, of course... We don't wish injury on anybody, but he could have a catastrophic injury this year and it all falls apart for him. But if he does not get injured and he makes it to free agency, he will be worth 10 years. Aaron Judge turning down seven years at 30 years old from the Yankees is ridiculous. That is stupid on his part. They have him as the face of the team. And he's turning that down. He Not only is he turning down that contract, but all the damn advertising revenue he can generate. A great point that a lot of people have brought up that nobody ever considers when it comes to these athletes, where they are. The endorsements, they make more on that than they can on their contracts. If you're in L.A., Chicago, New York, you are getting more money in endorsements than you are in some of these smaller markets. That is something we all have to consider. The agents, the owners, the GMs, the fans. Yep. And I'm sorry, Judge. Nowhere can you make more than in New York 
if you are the pumped up face of the franchise. It's up to you, New York, New York. So there you go. Frankie baby. Yeah. Um, we've also got Apple TV botching their first oh broadcast this past Friday night. Again, a desperate grab for money. Bad from MLB. Bad. We're now Peacock's gonna have games coming up next month. Ugh. Apple TV's now got these Friday night exclusive games, and from everybody I've heard, everybody who tried to watch said the feed cut out. You had these these Gen Xers trying to, to call a game who had no idea talking what about the game how hard was. it was turning 30. You know, you've got betting lines constantly in the bottom corner. You've got hit probabilities. I mean, it was obvious whoever took over, whoever they hired to to do this for Apple TV had no idea how to run a sports broadcast. Let alone a baseball broadcast. Yes. Oh, my God, that's pathetic. Yep. That is sad on so many levels. And it doesn't matter if it was free. A lot of people said you didn't have to pay for it like you do with other Apple TV Plus stuff. You just had to download the app. It's still, if if you were getting blipped out, cut out, then connection problems, not because of your internet, but because of problems on their end, and these four little namby-pamby 20-somethings talking about their problems with mommy and daddy instead of the game... How they're being charged too much to live in the basement. Nobody wants to hear it. Talk about the game, you dipshits. Ugh. Now, Dave and I, we're gonna we were gonna save this for the dumbasses, but I think this warrants more discussion. And we're going current right now, today. today as we take the thirteenth, Clayton Kershaw. Who we're not a huge fan of. He's kind of a China doll. He can be, but when he's... He's a borderline Hall of Famer. He is. When he's on, he is one of the most dominant pitchers out there. And today, as we tape, he was on. Perfect game through seven innings. And what happens? 13 strikeouts, too. Yeah, 13 strikeouts. Not a high pitch count. So he could have not only thrown a perfect game, he could have challenged... It would it wouldn't have gotten to twenty, but could have gotten close for the all time strikeout record. Yep. But no, Dave Roberts, the <clears throat> supposed brilliant manager of the Dodgers, pulls him and puts the bullpen in, who promptly blow it. Well, they let up a hit. Dave Roberts is the Bobby Cox of our generation, oh, God. is what he is. Plays it too damn every cautious. year. Every year, who do we pick to win the World Series? Who did we pick to win the World Series this year? The Dodgers. They have more money. More they sign all the free agents they can. They keep all the good guys they have, but they are poorly managed year in and year out. And this is another example of it. But here's the bigger issue you and I need to discuss. This is why I didn't want to just do this as a dumbass. Because we saw this twice last week from the Padres. Yeah. And we talked about how Bob Melvin coming in 
as the manager getting himself out of the hell, the purgatory that is the Oakland A's, and pulling him in to manage this stacked roster that the Padres have might have might be the difference for putting them over the top, getting them past the Dodge. Yep. They did this not once but twice last week, Dave. I uh, you Darvish. Six no hit innings pulled. Sean Manaya, seven no hit innings pulled. Both blown by the bullpen. You know, I understand that it's early in the season and you don't want to tax your starters' arms. But at the same damn time, if they're in a groove in cruising, you do not fuck that up for them. You do not screw up their chance at history. I agree completely, 100%. You let them let up the first hit, and then immediately you then pull you them. Then you pull them. But you let these guys have their chance. This analytical bullshit is destroying baseball. We say it year after year after year lately, and I'm tired of it. I'm going to go back in history, and I'm going to tell you why I think they do it. Johan Santana. Remember Johan Santana? Pitcher for the Twins, of course. Yep. And then went on to the Mets. Yeah. Threw a no-hitter for the Mets, but everybody claims they let him go too long, should never have let him go all the way through, because after that, he was never the same. His career was over. I call bullshit on that. I'm telling you, that is the guy these analytic geeks are all looking at is Johan Santana. You also have to look at where he was in his career at that point, too. He was on the back half. He was on the back half. He was starting to slip in his last couple seasons in Minnesota. And he was so-so with the Mets. You could tell that the stuff was starting to leave him. You have that with an aging pitcher. I'm sorry, you still give them the opportunity as a China doll. But still, you give the guys their shot. Yeah, and I don't want to hear these people that say, well, yeah, it's the pitcher. The pitcher's always going to say, leave me in. Yes. 95% of the time, the pitcher's going to say, I'm fine, leave me in. Let me throw. If 5% of the time, the guy's probably really hurt. Or he's so damn gassed he can't catch his breath. There, you've got to let Kershaw, Darvish, Manaya go for history. You have got to, especially in this day and age where these idiot hitters, all they do is swing at everything. And, yeah. A no-hitter is easier to get than ever before. I because people, of launch angles. And, and swinging for the senses and everything else. Anymore, the analytic geeks say, Strike out, try for the home run. Nobody tries to hit for average, and I should scrap that. Very few hit for average anymore. I heard people talking over-unders on no-hitters this year, putting it about eight, seven and a half, eight and a half. You know, you don't want to put the the round number in there because that's a losing bet, but... You you could have potentially had two to three already, but with these idiot umpires or uh, idiot, idiot managers. managers and the idiot analytic geeks, Ugh, it'll never you, happen because you're never going to let anybody go nine you innings. You pay your starting pitchers 
to go deep into the games and be dominant. And when they do, you still screw them up. And that's my question. Who the hell? I look at my Cubs and I go, well, they don't pay a lot of pitchers a ton of money. Why would you? Why would you? Why would if you? you're pulling them after five innings, they're hell, not worth not $30 million. Anymore, you're lucky if a starter goes four. Is Garrett Cole worth $35 million? Is Max Scherzer worth $40 million? If he's going to go four or five and get pulled? No. And I love Max Scherzer. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But everybody forgets what happened last year when he got traded to the Dodgers and he did not pitch in game six because his arm was tired. Yeah. And he said, save me for game seven. Guess what never happened? Game, game seven. seven never happened. I lost a lot of respect for Max Scherzer on that day. Yep. You and suck it up. He bought in to this to the analytical, analytical bullshit. bullshit. Dave Roberts, of course, one of these guys that just Lives listens to the numbers, it. guys. I can't stand it. It's destroying the game of baseball. It really is. Completely. All right. I want to know, when is enough enough? Major League Baseball and the Players Union once again have extended the administrative leave on Trevor Bauer through April 22nd. Great, great point. A great topic to bring up. I had it down too. This Where is are we going ridiculous. with this? Sean Watson with Trevor Bauer. When does the actual legal system matter to baseball, to football, to basketball? Although we never seem to hear about this in basketball. No, the cadaver covers it up well. Boy, if we were doing our old sports frenzy show. <laughs> I would be playing Adam Silver. You guys obviously don't know. If you haven't dug in the archives from 30 years back, Dave, although he is much bigger in terms of, <laughs> of a build and muscles than Adam Silver. Hell, anybody would be. <laughs> Dave's got the glasses. Dave's got the bald head. He would be perfect. I could pull that get off beautifully. But anyway. I, I'm with you, though. I have it down. I was fur infuriated when I saw this. When the do you get the guy a break? Has said, you're fine. Baseball and the union have to pull their heads out of their asses and let this guy back on the mound. Like it or not. He has done his penance. You've penalized him enough. Is he a dirtbag? Probably. But how many other athletes out there are? He has gotten hosed more than any of the other assholes out there. How many NFL players have had chance after chance after chance? And... Still get to play, oh, maybe a handful of games. This guy has been out coming close to, what, over a year? Yep. And here's the thing. And again, this is going to tie into my whole rant and rave over my over-encompassing theme. This is the first part of it. When does equal justice for men come into play? If they did something wrong, yes, they should be punished. But as Dave brought up, 
Trevor Bauer has not been able to play the game he loves for a year now. Deshaun Watson has not been able to play the game he loves for over a year. Everything in the criminal court has been settled. It's over. It's done. The criminal done. side is done. And there were no the findings civil, the, of wrongdoing. Right. It was not a settlement. It was dismissed on both Trevor Bauer's part and Deshaun Watson's part. Criminally, now they're done. The civil stuff has nothing to do with these penalties and suspensions. You have no video like you did with Ray Rice. Yes, we all saw Ray Rice reprehensibly punch a woman in the face. That's why he got what he got. That's why he lost his livelihood and his career. We have nothing like that with Trevor Bauer. Now, here's the difference. Trevor Bauer, one accusation, one person, one accuser. Now, Deshaun Watson, we're over 20. Yeah, that that's there's but a fire why is Trevor there, Bauer with one person being vilified this with long? Criminal charges dismissed. Dropped, not allowed to play baseball anymore. Again, I'm going to a bigger topic here this weekend. From Wednesday, Thursday through Saturday morning, I want to know where's the justice for men? And Trevor Bauer is number one, top-of-the-line exhibit. Why isn't he allowed to play baseball anymore? When he has been cleared by and the And his accuser will not allow text messages to be released to the public. That's Because Bauer because says they will show a pattern of her behavior of what she wanted him to do. But again, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter for the man. Nope. Nope. All right. Finishing baseball up. Let's go on a a good note and congratulate Vin Scully for his Lifetime Achievement Award. The greatest baseball broadcaster ever. Well, I'm well, not going there. One of. I'm not going there. One you of. You know I'm not going One there. of the legendary. <laughs> he is. He is definitely one of the, one of the legendary broadcasters of all time. all time. Yes. So congratulations there. Yeah. yeah. I am. I, I would actually <clears throat> go with the man who is near and dear to both of us. Stoney? Shut up, Dave! <laughs> Shut up! What are you doing right now? What are you drinking? I'm a Bud Man. Harry Carey. Harry's, Harry's in his prime was phenomenal. He was fun. He was just fun. He was. I remember him when he was with the Sox. Yep. Up in the booth, dancing in between innings with the music playing. Just out there to have a good time and entertain yep. the audience at home. Of course, I remember him in the Cubs booth. Sarah Sosa spelled backwards as Asosa. <laughs> How could you not respect? Because everybody 
watching the Cubs back then was probably, if you weren't at work, three sheets to the wind, <laughs> especially on the weekends, and you could relate to Harry and what he was saying. You yeah. had to have a few in you to understand. That's a what he fine was looking woman out there in right field. <laughs> when you could get away with saying that. Steve Stone, who is now with the White Sox, was probably rubbing his temples and going, Jesus God, can I just break down the baseball game? Just let me tell you what's going on. <laughs> oh. Always fun to talk about baseball with you kids. That wraps up segment one. Yep. We thought we were going to have time for golf, but I guess not. <laughs> nope, we're going to push it back. You know, as we go, things happen. We get wrapped up in our talks and we pontificate and educate. That's what we do. That's right. So next segment, we will have our NASCAR picks for the second year of the Bristol Dirt Race. Yep. This one falling on Easter night. This. Yeah, Hopefully we'll, no we'll rain. get to that. Hopefully, Hopefully no, rain. no rain. We'll see what happens. Of course, we got to talk about the Masters. So stay tuned, kids. We will be right back. Are you having trouble falling asleep behind the wheel of your expensive SUV? Are you finding difficulty in avoiding golf clubs thrown at you by your angry wife as you pull out? of the driveway sign up today for the tiger woods driving school sponsored by sports frenzy 2.0 we'll show you how to text ladies of the night while still driving effectively in the wee hours of the morning we'll also teach you how to ditch a suspicious backpack when you end up driving into a ditch check out sports frenzy 2.0 on spotify google radio public pocket cast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, for updates on our latest classes, including how to curse and swear in front of uptight golf fans and their children and still be adored by millions. The Tiger Woods Driving School. It's great. Sorry, I'm just waking up after that boring-ass Martinsville race. <laughs> this is Sports Frenzy 2.0. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. And I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. I wasn't sure if he was doing that because of the Martinsville race or the Masters, <laughs> which are the two topics we're going to talk about in this segment. Oh, man. Yep, here we are, taping April 13th. This will hit the 14th. Oh, yeah, that... God, I'm, I'm so glad. Who would glad. have thought that the pit change at the end of the second segment was going to be the only exciting moment of the Martinsville race? I know. And decide so the whole thing. That was so pathetic. Chase Elliott dominates the first two segments of the race. And, and then, then because Byron gets out early, ahead of Elliott, that's it. Race, race over. over. That was the worst Martinsville race ever no passing at all no bump and runs oh my god it it was absolutely a pathetic terrible. follow the lead terrible terrible race. round terrible race terrible awful race and now they're talking about well 
what Goodyear's going to look at the tires. Oh, we got to wear them, have more wear, blah, blah, blah. It was cold. No, bull crap. The car at this point is a joke. I'm not impressed. I am not impressed with the next-gen car at all. No. It is not made for exciting racing. No, that hasn't. You don't know what to, to take away from any of these races. Again, the only thing I can say is that Toyota is the the big manufacturer that has not figured the car out. Despite the fact Hamlin won a few weeks back. Yeah, and that was just basically because of tire wear. Right. And the long run. Right. Otherwise, it could have been William Byron again. Yeah. So we'll see how Bristol turns out with the dirt race. The but dirt race And then after that, we get fun. Talladega. How are you going to judge anything? You already the next saw few it weeks? at freaking Daytona. I, uh, I, am, I am not optimistic the next two weeks are going to be exciting. I am scared no. to death they're going to be boring-ass races. I would hope the dirt race would be if there's no something rain, if there's because of no course rain. that destroyed the, there, the initial yeah and race last there's year. some weather coming through right now through the area so we'll see what happens you, you could have that oh god it could be another cluster we'll have to wait and see yep so as we mentioned chase elliott won the first two stages in addition to winning the pole Yep. Nick was feeling good, the juggler, one of our eight panelists, thinking he had a dominant win. Uh, nope. He still ended up getting good points. Really but, damn good points. But Of course, Dave and I took Martin Truex, who <sighs> never had a car that had a God, shot in was... hell. And then, of course, he comes out with a flat tire after the uh, the stage two break. Completely buried him. Could have been worse. We could have been Denny Hamlin, like Mississippi. <laughs> That's true, but it, uh, I don't. You you don't know where to go this season. I know, I know, and I agree with you completely. Glad you started off with the fact this race was one of the dullest NASCAR races I have seen in a long, long time. As opposed to the end of the Xfinity race, or <laughs> Ty Gibbs, <laughs> where we had some fisticuffs looking going like. On. Evander Holyfield. <laughs> <laughs> yep, $15,000 fine for hitting the other guy's car on pit road. Valid. You don't do that. There's too many people walking around. That was unacceptable. But I loved, loved them going at it in the pits. Well, we that's talked about. beautiful. We, yeah, that's what we want to see. You got to have that. Hate to say it, but we're condoning assault. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we are. In some instances, it's justified. And so of course, William Byron won Martinsville. Yep. Congratulations, I guess. For the, the Cup Series. Yep. <sighs> Came down. Brad Keselowski's penalty was upheld after the appeal. And boy, if you look at the standings right now, he is buried in a deep, dark, nasty hole he's gonna yep. have to win a race he's gonna have Has to. to and and start really have showing up and getting some good finishes because he needs the points badly well he's got to get in the top 30 he's not even in the top 30 right no. now so but we finally found out what the issue was 
the repair they made to the tail panel was not up to the specifications. They did not put the body mounting landings, how they affixed it to the car. The mounts were not where they should have been. They did not make the repairs to the specs that were required. So valid. Finally, we get something. NASCAR has said with this next gen car, you do not fuck around with the parts. Yep, you have. It has to be to spec. Well, it took them damn long enough to tell us what the issue was. Why did you have to wait until the appeal was done? Yep. But again, he is buried in a deep dark hole. He's gonna have to win a race. So look for RFK Racing to make a big swing at one or two of these tracks coming up over the next couple months. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got some now with super speedways, anybody it's can a crapshoot, but there are some tracks coming up that he's historically run well at. Yep. I do want to point out I don't understand the contracts these sports sign. We talked about in the last segment, the Apple TV plus debauchery, the cluster fuck with them yeah. taking over baseball on Friday night. This was the first race, the Martinsville race. Yes, we've already acknowledged it was a boring ass race, which doesn't help. But this was the first race of the year for the cup guys on FS1. Ratings plummeted, plummeted. Because it went off air yep, and went to cable. I'm wondering, when are we going to... When I, is sports going to realize people are sick of having to pay extra? There are still people out there that have basic cable or watch stuff on the antenna. Yep. The okay. price of things right now, you got to make decisions. Right. And for them to move... NASCAR off of Fox to FS1, ratings just cratered out. Yep, badly. And you wonder, when when does NASCAR go to Fox, go to NBC? Because you know they're going to start pushing. They're going to start throwing Peacock out there. Right. And say, we don't give a rat's ass about your cable channels or your streaming. Put us where people can watch. We want to be on NBC. We want to be on Fox. Now, we know when football season kicks in, Especially for get Fox, relegated. that's tough. Yeah, but then move races to Saturday night, exactly. and NBC doesn't have NFL during the day. Right. So there you go. It's perfect. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if the broadcast booth brings the ratings back. Because boogity boogity boogity, DW is back. Are you the only one excited about that? <laughs> I could give a rat's ass. I want smoke back. If it wasn't for the fact that he's going to be the the reigning defending champion at SRX, <laughs> and I know he's got that commitment. Yeah, I no, want smoke. smoke. Was really damn. I want good Tony in the Stewart booth. back with with Boyer. Boyer's great. I love Boyer. Boyer going ap- apoplectic here <laughs> with uh, Canals this this past weekend was fantastic. He's standing up screaming, yelling, because Knaus actually agreed with him on something. <laughs> what? What? No. I've been saying that for weeks, goddammit! Love Boyer. Boyer Boyer's belongs great. in the Boyer's booth. Great. He is in his element. Yes. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
Yeah, I'm not looking forward I to still love, back. I still love Fox so much more than NBC. I agree. I don't they care. The better. Danica and Canals, Matt Kenseth. I don't care who Fox puts in the booth with Joy and Boyer. Joy it's and 10 Boyer. times better than anything NBC is going to put out what? there. They don't need a third person in there because Joy and Boyer can carry the broadcast. I agree. I agree completely. Mike Joy is one of the best broadcasters for racing that I have listened to through my life watching this stuff from the early 80s on when I he like was Eli doing gold pit too. road stuff. I did like Eli Gold. Yeah, Eli Gold was pretty good. Yeah. Buddy Baker, nah. But this, of course, you're dealing with two old racing fans, so we're throwing names out there you kids probably don't know or recognize or understand how good they were yeah. back in the day. I would like to see more from Dale Jarrett. Yeah. He does yeah. a decent job breaking it down, too. And God help me for saying this, Kyle Petty's not awful. He's not. He's I don't a hell like of a Jeff lot. Burton. I don't like Jeff Burton. No, Jeff Burton, Jeff Burton I, has got to go away. He's not good doing it. I'd rather have Ward Burton with, with mush mouth with closed captioning <laughs> underneath. This Ward Burton down the caterpillar. It would be easier to watch Squid Game without <laughs> without subtitles than trying to listen to Ward Burton do a NASCAR race. That's that's how bad he is. But his brother's just boring. Jeff is just boring. He is. And I don't like it's, Dale Jr. either. I'm no, sorry. No, he's I not don't. good in the booth. He does he, No, it's not his element. All right, one last thing before we go on to our picks for the Bristol Dirt Race. Jimmy Johnson, little bit of an incident, little bit of a mishap, broke his hand. It practiced gunk, gunk. for the Long Beach Grand Prix, had surgery, says he's going to be fine. Everything's going to be good. He will be at Indy, should be okay here in the next week or two. Yep. They're working on a splint, a carbon fiber splint to make sure he has flexibility and motion. Yep. Yeah, I wish they'd do that with like, <laughs> Why can't Troja do that? Why can't Troja do that? Come on. <laughs> Little Maestro needs some help. Come on. Carbon fiber vacuum unit. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Carbon fiber reinforcement with rib for her pleasure. <laughs> God. But does it meet NASCAR specifications? Am I going to get a 100 point penalty? Make those mounting brackets fit. <laughs> Is the reservoir tip too big? <laughs> All right. Time for the Food City Dirt Race picks here. Race nine of the NASCAR Cup season. Seven of the eight panelists are in. And shockingly, Mrs. C is early. Yes. So Aaron, the big easy. <clears throat> has not got his pick in yet. That's He's shocking. He's still got to me. time. I nudged, but Still, seven of the eight's pretty good. Yep. Two for Kyle Busch. Two for Christopher Bell. I am taking Christopher Bell. As is as Mrs. A, C. And she and I are the only two right now that technically qualify. That's right. 
for our <laughs> Frenzy Cup playoffs. So I almost went there to hose you with my bad you, luck. You took him last year, didn't you? I think you did. I did. I went with Kyle Larson because, of course, first dirt race, right? You would overwhelming favorite. Yeah. And of I, course, those two got into it. Yeah. So I'd rather burn a Christopher Bell on this race than a Kyle Larson, yep. knowing how reckless and crazy this race can be. And I'm going out there with Logano, who won it. Who last won it year. last year? Yep. He, he 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 was competitive throughout. We'll see if he can. I got I got to throw it out with there. limited with limited knowledge that even we have with this type of race at the cup level. I almost went with Suarez, who ran so well in his first attempt last year. The other two double picks, the elder statesman and the juggler, both taking Kyle Busch, Sam and Nick. Bill is going with Ryan Blaney. Doug going with Ross Chastain. Don't know if I'd go there. Mm, not on, not on the dirt. Not on the dirt. I was wondering if somebody was going to go for uh, Chase Briscoe, maybe. I've seen his name up there, high Flirted up in the odds. with it. I want to see what he does a little bit more. So there you go. Two Christopher Bells, two Kyle Bushes, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, Aaron. A tick to be named later. That is correct. All right. Some... NFL headlines to talk about, and then we're going to move on to the Masters real quick. Yep. The USFL starts this weekend, Dave. I will be glued to my TV. Come on! I will have it on. It's football. You know It's on two channels. It's on Fox. NASCAR can't fucking stay on one major network. Beyond eight races, yet somehow the USFL gets to debut on both Fox and NBC. It's a tell me how that works. It's a screwed up world we live in. Isn't that a song from Annie? That's a hard knock life. Oh, all right, sorry. It's a screwed up life (laughs) for me. Uh, Everybody's still after your favorite owner. Oh, God, Dan Snyder, the scuzz bag of the NFL. Oof, nasty stuff coming out now financially. Well, we talked about it earlier, that the government was looking into the fact that they weren't sharing the revenue for visitors' tickets they were supposed to. Right. Now it's getting worse. Now they are withholding deposits. Yes, from your season ticket holders. Not giving it back after they were supposed to release these funds back to the season ticket holders after X amount of time or after they said they were done having the season tickets. They refused to give it back. Well over $4 million per season almost, was it? It's not looking good. I can't stand seeing Ron Rivera stuck with this crap fest he's a better man than this and it's just and it's i know he took a job that he had to take but he i even he didn't know the depths that snyder sunk to he's not in the front office no and by god the nfl better crush snyder they better force the sale of the team 
That has and to And I happen. don't like that normally. I really don't like that normally. But we have seen how long? A decade, if not more? A pattern of behavior. From Snyder. This is ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. Good news. Hurting the NFL is one thing. When you're taking money from your fans' pockets, exactly. that's the freaking line you do not cross. Taking money from owner. billionaires is one thing. Taking money from, you know, your ordinary working man making 70, 80,000 a year on a good day, a good year. Yeah, scrimping and saving to have his season tickets. When you screw that person over, F you, go to 15, hell, 20% of the money they bring in goes to your season tickets because that's their one thing. That's what they look forward to, taking their family to. Yep. That's their one point of joy in life, and you fuck them over on that. Go to hell, Snyder. Yep, special place in hell waiting for you, buddy. We have a seat on the plane of doom. That's right! Mr. Snyder, please report to the counter. Your boarding pass has arrived. Row two. Yeah, sorry. Row one. We're going to talk about row one a little bit. Uh, hey. Now, a good news story for somebody I love, who I wanted with the Bears. Oh. Now, everything worked out for him as opposed to his brother. His yep. brother got stuck in a shitty situation, even though he was the number one overall pick. He was destroyed from the beginning. David Carr never stood a chance. Derek Carr, the minute Devontae Adams said, I want to play for the Raiders, Derek Carr sat there going, yep, all the years you guys have all said, we're going to trade him. The last five years, uh, we're going to trade Derek Carr. Well, we don't know what we're going to do with Derek Carr. We don't know how good Derek Carr is. Derek Carr just got a three-year, $121.5 million extension. He will be retiring for the most, I, I got to assume. Probably. As a Las Vegas Raider. Good for him for all the shit he'd been put through with that organization. Well-deserved. And it's not Gruden. It, it goes back before Gruden. It just, they never, ever gave him a vote of confidence. No, they never gave him anything to work with, but yet he still kept them competitive every freaking week. Yep. They were never terrible. And that one year he got injured, that one year he got injured, where they had to play Matt McGloin in the playoffs, <clears throat> that team with Jack Del Rio, who we love, as yep. the head coach, that team was destined for the Super Bowl. Yep. In the minute Carr got hurt, that you're was like, it. air comes out of the balloon. All right, Good finally, finally, as we move on to the Masters, one last thing with football. XFL? Brian... Yeah. They rounded out the coaching staff? Yeah. Wade Phillips, Jim Haslett, Bob Stoops. Only ones with head coaching experience. Otherwise, you got a bunch of players, former players. Terrell Buckley, Heinz Ward, Rod Woodson, Reggie Barlow, and Anthony Becht. That's the thing. The, the coaches, we know the coaches more than we know the players. Exactly. I couldn't tell you half a dozen players that are playing in the USFL this year. Or the XFL? No, USFL. Now, this, are you talking about next was, year's? 
This is for the XFL. Oh, so you're going next I'm year. I'm going for next oh, okay. year. And they got Dean Blandino coming back to head That I remember seeing, yeah. But now, of course, there's issues with their the, logo. Oh, my God. that That's going to be saved for the next segment. Our dumbass segment. Two coaches have joined Brian Flores in his NFL discrimination lawsuit. Ooh, big stuff. So I don't know where this is going to go. This... Now, Steve Wilkes is one of the two. Um, <clears throat> you can make a case the way that he, he was never treated got, out in Arizona. Never got a fair shot in Arizona because, remember, he did the one and done. And they wanted to bring in Cliff Kingsbury because of his history with Kyler Murray. So that's a tough call. If I was the owner... I might have made the same decision. Maybe. You could say it hasn't worked out as well as they'd hoped, but it hasn't been a disaster. They just renewed Kingsbury's contract. I think they're waiting to see. Kyler Murray's got to show them something this year. Yeah, this this is it for both of them. They're tied together. Yeah. So I can't. I don't know if I can really – the Flores situation is so much different to me because you you fired a coach that everybody liked, everybody respected, who had not done a bad job. Of course, there's the Brady rumors. Yeah, that Tom Brady was destined to be part of the front office, but with Flores filing suit, the Dolphins couldn't. Bring him in. And, of course, they wanted Sean Payton. Right. As their head coach. They couldn't they were going to go for It would have looked they were absolutely going nuclear. Horrible. They were going nuclear. They were going to bring Brady to the front office and Payton as the coach to replace Flores. But with this suit, yeah, that, that would have looked absolutely god-awful for him. Yep. So we'll see where this goes. So instead of a front office suit, Brady goes back to the Bucks to play. And he's still got a better shot than he would in Miami. Exactly. Even if he had Sean Payton as head coach. I'm sorry. He he would still be better off where he is. Oh, by far. Even without Bruce Arians. But we'll see where this lawsuit goes. (sighs) Again, I think the Brian Flores situation holds merit. I don't know about the other two. About the others, considering it's, it's who, who they brought in, who ended up getting the jobs, and why. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. All right, time to talk golf. Good for Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world. I believe only the fourth or fifth number one ranked player to pull off the win at the Masters. Yep. And it good for him. Did it in dominating fashion, even with a double bogey on the last hole. Oof. Made it interesting down the stretch. Rory had a hell of a final day. But it was too little, too, too late. Little, Cameron too late. Smith was the one. Cam Smith really within one stroke on the last day. But when Scheffler early on on the front nine chipped in when he was going to have to go up and down for a par 
chipped in for a birdie, (laughs) it kind of like deflated deflated everybody behind him and said, oh, there's no way. Yeah, forget it at this point. But Rory, a record-tying round of 64 on the final day to jump himself up to finish second. And a lot of money, obviously. A lot of money on the line with that one. But, again, he couldn't get close enough early, early on, on to make it matter. The first three days hosed him. Yep. And so, of course, the Masters, like we talked about with Martinsville, boring as hell. It what was supposed to be an unbelievably exciting sports weekend turned out to be pretty much dull as hell outside of maybe some baseball. Yeah, that the Masters was a snooze fest. Right, because Scheffler pretty much took control after the first day and didn't let go. Number one player in the world. This was his fourth win already in 2022. That in golf is ridiculous. That's unheard of. Right. And he, of course, the quickest, one of the quickest to ascend to the number one ranking and as we alluded to, one of four or five guys that won the Masters yep. as the world number one. Now, part of the reason why, for me, the Masters sucked was because Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau all missed the cut. Yep. Those are your big three Those are the to big me. guys that you want to see in contention. Now, word came out today that DeChambeau's got issues with his left hand. He's got to have surgery. Yeah, he's got to have surgery on that. So that explains why maybe he was off his game. And he even said that he had issues with it, that he hurt it trying to do the longest drive stuff. And And that doesn't shock me. And and his doctor told him he should not try and play in the Masters, but he tried to gut it out. And you've got to wonder why. Play with more finesse. Stop with the, the power game. You don't play have with to... a little more finesse. Save your body. We'll see. I hate. I don't want to see him become one of these. Could have been. <clears throat> Should have been. Should have been. Would have been. Guys. Oh, speaking of which, Tiger Woods. <laughs> I wasn't oh. even going to bring him up. But of course. We're all talk. We know he's one of the greatest of all time. I yes, will not disparage him. But he he, he did gimped great. his way. Did great the first two rounds. Got made the cut. Right. He went one under, two over, and then it was too much for him. Yeah. And then again, he made his own bed. He has to lie in it. Yep. These are not problems or issues that anybody else or luck or fate. Put on him. He's the one that wrecked the SUV. He's the one who put himself in that situation. He's the one that almost lost a leg because of his own stupidity. I'm sorry. I will not forgive him. Just like I won't forgive him for sleeping with Asian hookers (laughs) when he had a hot wife at home. Harumph. So, did I shed a tear when he went plus six, plus six? No. no. The only thing that made me shed a tear was the fact that Saturday, at least, the coverage was fair. 
But oh my God, Sunday! Oh, everything was about Tiger. Oh, Tiger's oh, here! Oh my God! Oh, here for Tiger! Oh my God! You people are so fucking stupid that you let this man consistently pull the wool over your eyes. He is a bad, bad human being. You cry and you whine and you clap for him. We need Tiger. No, you don't. The sport was fine without him. Fuck Tiger. All right. That wraps up segment two. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, I'm pretty mellow, so. I need to fire it up for segment three, kids. Coming next. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular How to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success. Hey everybody, welcome back. Sports Frenzy 2.0 taping here on April the 13th, 2022. This will hit tomorrow morning. Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! We've got to wrap up golf here because there is one last topic, yes, in golf that I want to hit on because, of course, Phil Mickelson made an ass of himself (laughs) and has now been banished from the world of golf. He's he's in the hinterlands. Yes. Cancel culture has got him by the balls. So that being said, the Saudi Golf League that he was a proponent for, that he was talking about, joining yep now they have announced some of the golfers that are going to be in this league of course it's money it's all about money all about money why do you think tiger played over there for years and years and years but i'm going to give you four names of guys that look like they're going to commit to the saudi golf league bubba watson lee westwood ian poulter kevin nah not too shabby. That, that, that's a that's a solid. But I still think they need another four or five more to be legit. I wonder if Phil is going to creep in here at the last minute. <sighs> Will they accept him without a bounty on his head after his comments? <laughs> it, it, but those are four pretty big names. They Not are. old names either. Those are four no. legitimate PGA Tour golfers. I'll just say it, they want the money. Why not? They probably don't have a shot at winning any of the big tournaments anymore. No, because they are middling right right now. Yeah. 
I hate to bring it up, Dave, but let's turn to hockey. Yeah, the Blackhawks being in the middle of an eight-game losing streak. God, they suck this year. But I have to give them props for allowing Hosa to sign a one-day contract to retire from the Blackhawks as a Blackhawk. And Rocky Wirtz did him one better, retiring the number 81 in his honor for helping bring those three cups back to Chicago. This is the only the seventh number retired in the franchise's history as an original six, the eighth individual with that honor. So good for Big Haas, well-deserved for his career. And then on a, a sad note for me as a fan, their longtime announcer for TV, Pat Foley, is hanging up the microphone after 39 seasons in the booth with the Hawks. I pretty much grew up listening to Foley call the games, so he is sorely going to be missed. Well-deserved retirement. I hope he enjoys it. And even even me, not really being a Hawks fan or a hockey fan, knows Marion Hossa and Pat Foley. So, so you don't you want to bring up the eight game losing streak again? <laughs> sorry, sorry, had to be done. Only the Kraken and the Coyotes are, are worse. worse. <laughs> I know in God. the West, so bad, so bad. Sorry. All right, it had to be done. It had to be done. So now it's time to sadly turn to our moments of silence. It's a tragic one this week, kids. We're still gathering information on this. Dwayne but, Haskins. Yeah, somebody in their mid-20s passing away, regardless of circumstances, is tragic. Yeah. But now... The way we don't know why Dwayne crossing Haskins a was... a major highway in South Florida and at night. In the path of a dump truck. Never a good... Good recipe. The witness reports are starting to come out. That he was walking and kind of starting to weave into the traffic lane. Right. One. I really, I uh, hope those reports are inaccurate. I really do. I don't wish to disparage his name. And we'll get to that in a minute in my epic rant. <clears throat> yeah. But thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. Horrible. Now, unfortunately, we have to shift to the dumbasses of the sports world and the world in general. I'm going to lead off with a couple and then turn the reins over to the maestro with his grand theme. The encompassing both all episodes encompassing this week. Dumbass theme. So let us begin with the XFL as they're getting ready to launch. They have a little issue with their logo. With the little together between the X. Hint, kids, never piss off militant lesbians. That's right. Unfortunately, there's the group of women 
athletes who have their together group. The word together is there and the final E is in the shape of an X. The same type of X that brackets the XFLs together. Really a dumbass move by the XFL marketing group to not investigate anything. Or even to say, oh, it's different enough. No, you're a bunch of morons for this. It's inexcusable for a major marketing, major up-and-coming attempt at a sports franchise to do. No excuse. Now, Dumbass 2. Back to baseball and my favorite batting target, whipping boy, that moronic Rob Manfred. Does he get a seat on the oh, plane? Oh, he's yet? on the plane. <laughs> Rob Manfred's on the plane. The coach or first class? <sighs> Front row seat? I'm putting him in coach. <laughs> he deserves coach for being such a retarded moron. You going to give him headphones? <laughs> I'm giving him headphones. Just like he did to all the Major League Baseball players. They show up. And in their lockers are wireless headphones with a note of appreciation from the commissioner, signed Rob. This is the moron who helped hold out through the lockout, who wouldn't push to get things started sooner. The man who has no clue about the game or how to run it. Oh, God, this guy is such a dipshit. <laughs> and why did he think Headphones. that this would look good for the normal fan? The no Every freaking person players. has wireless headphones anymore, you players, twit. Players who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a, a year. Game. Some, Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole. Of course, you. But the low, even the lower end players are making tens of thousands of dollars a month. Rob, have you never watched pregame warmups? Have you never watched them at spring training? Everybody has their wireless earphones in. Dumbass. All right, Maestro. All right. Begin to weave. The interwoven web. Thank you. Tie it all together. And of for course, us. I want you with to the jump in, comments. Jump in as you see fit. I'm going to start off with the low hanging curve, the easy one. People accuse me of being associated with one political party or another. I have always said I will rip on CNN, Fox News, whoever. And I'm calling that Fox News. Okay? Rightfully so. The dumbest headline on their front page <laughs> of the year. The dumbest headline on their front page of the year. Tiger Woods, 20 best inspirational quotes and life <laughs> lessons. 
is lesson number one. Don't put Asian hooker phone numbers in your cell phone where your wife can find them. That's my question. Plain and simple. 20 inspirational quotes and life lessons from a dirtbag. What am I supposed to do with that, Fox News? What am I supposed to do with that? When you hit He's a, not a role model? When you hit a bad tee shot, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, no, no, we can't bring that up, Dave. You know, we all know it. You and I know it. He did it in front of the kids, the viewing audience. But that was just him showing passion and emotion. Bullshit. This is part did, did one. Did you bother looking up any of the quotes? This is part one. No, because I wanted to fill them in. <laughs> I wanted to fill them in because I knew goddamn well they would not pick the one that I would have. <laughs> Don't let your wife throw a golf club at your windshield as you back out of the driveway. They don't have that in there, but I do. Don't take opioids before you drive a California curvy highway. Don't worry, Tiger. When you get on the plane of doom, we'll have plenty of opioids for you. Oh, no, there won't be. We want him to feel every freaking moment. <laughs> but he is part one of my rant here. Because I am going to talk about now, here in the dumbass segment, and carry this over. To the weekend edition. So you're going to have to listen to the weekend edition dropping this Saturday to get the end of this. I am going to talk about how everybody in society, Hollywood, sports, degradate men, and how we need to fight back. And number one on my list is Tiger Woods. How you people root for him. How you people cheer and clap and watch him. When he is not a man, he is a pathetic human being. He is not what we want representing men. Disgust me. It disgusts me that you people look at this womanizer, look at this guy who has a history of fucking around on his wife and his kids, and you still go, oh, we love Tiger so much. You're pathetic. Idol worship. Not a good thing, kids. I got more coming. Cam Newton. <laughs> now here's where I am going to here's where I'm going to cause all sorts of problems. Here is where I am going to cause all sorts of problems. I am going to be Mr. Controversial. You're gonna agree with them? Not initially, but wait. But wait. Cam Newton. I've never liked him. Yes, he was an MVP one year. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. No, 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 no. His no. career is pretty much done, so that might explain why he decided to go on this podcast. And, and I, th I think it's the concussions have caught up with him. <laughs> oh, the bad fashion sense. <laughs> Blame the CTE. Dressing like Huggy Bear <laughs> and Starsky and Hutch. That might have a, 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 a you know be a sign. A telltale sign of something being wrong <laughs> mentally. I am not. He is in the dumbass segment. I am not condoning what he said about women. Okay? 
Anybody who has heard this knows what I'm talking about. Anybody who has not, Cam Newton came out initially talking about how he loved his upbringing, talking about how he loved his family life with his dad, his mom, his grandmother. Then he went off on a tangent (laughs) talking about my mom, my grandmother, they weren't bad bitches. <laughs> wow, really? But women who are bad bitches, and you know who they are, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but not much. They can't cook, and they don't, don't know, know when, when to be, be quiet. quiet. This is the part. They don't know when to let a man lead. This is the part that qualifies him for the dumbass segment. Okay, I am not, I'm all down. If you women out there want to send us a message based on this and book him a ticket <laughs> on the plane of doom, we're, we're all for we're it. all for it. Yep. All I'm going to say is at the end, he said something that Sean Penn said a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that I am going to run with later on. Men need to learn how to be men. That has nothing to do with denigrating women. We're not talking about putting women in the kitchen no. or telling them to be quiet. That's a different argument, and that's stupid. That's idiotic. That is not equality, and we all agree that was a dumbass thing for him to say. That was not being a man. But, again, I'm building my point. He did say at the end of that, little podcast rant. Men need to learn how to be men. Sean Penn said that in an interview a couple months ago before he went to the Ukraine and And falsely promised to melt his Oscars and all that bullshit. We're still waiting. Yep. This really doesn't have a lot to do with my big argument, but it's just fun. (laughs) You had to throw one in there. Yeah. This idiotic protester last night at the Timberwolves game. Oh, you mean the animal lover? In the second quarter, because the Timberwolves owner has a chicken farm. And had to put down all the chickens because of the avian flu rampaging through everything. She had to try to super glue her wrists. To the 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 court. (laughs) Number one, did anybody tell her it takes some time for super glue to set? You can't just throw it down and stick your wrist down and go, I'm stuck. They pulled her right off the court, (laughs) took a little scraper, (laughs) scraped Scraped it off and we're good. Can we stop with this PETA shit? Can we please stop? Now because a guy had to kill chickens because of bird flu? Now sporting events have to be affected and idiots have to get involved and do shit like this. I'm waiting for Gorilla Glue to do a bad I really want to glue my wrist to the court and protest of egg treatment. Oh, oh, gorilla glue, of course. (laughs) Idiots, dumbass.
Go the fuck away. Now, of course, I have See, to move now, on. See, I belong to a different PETA. People eating tasty animals. <laughs> now, egg prices are going up because of this food. I know. Chicken. Oh, Jesus Christ. Forget going to Wendy's. Well, you can't get a fucking omelet at Denny's now without it costing 15 You can't go bucks. to Buffalo Wild Wings anymore for under 100 bucks. A person. So the salad eaters win yet again. Bastards. I just want to see that Gorilla Glue commercial. <laughs> All right. Now, this one, I'm going to start off with a positive thing. It's going to lead into a dumbass thing. And then again, bring us all the way back to my big topic. Congratulations to Alyssa Nakan. San Francisco Giants coach was pulled in mid-game. Will go down now in history as the first on-field female coach ever. And congrats to her. She's not the, she's not the dumbass. Good for no, her. Good for good her. her. Well-deserved. If she can do the job, good for her. Kudos I don't to care her. who can do the job. There's too many men out there who don't have a fucking clue how to coach Exactly. My problem is with what got her in the game. My dumbass is Antoine Richardson. Oh, this stupid, this stupid motherfucker. The San Francisco coach who got tossed because he didn't like, remember Mike Schilt, which I never understood why he got fired. Oh, yeah. From the Cardinals. Now he is the third base coach for the San Diego Padres. So they're playing the Giants last night as we tape. They're arguing back and forth. Richardson in the dugout. Yep, yapping away. Schilt says basically, probably looking at Gabe Kapler, the manager, saying, you need to control this motherfucker. That's the exact quote. You need to control this motherfucker. Of course, Richardson goes crazy. This dumbass thinks it's racial. Bullshit. How is that in any way, shape, or form racial? He comes out afterwards, after he gets rightfully tossed from the game, wants to come out and say, undertones of racism in that statement. There were no undertones of racism. If you'd said that to a white man, there'd be nobody saying anything. You don't say, that's how you call... That's how you refer to somebody as that motherfucker. That's and not racist. That's not racist. I've called Dave motherfucker. He's called me motherfucker. We've been talking to people. I go, you know what that motherfucker did? It's not racist. You are a snowflake, Antoine Richardson. And you again are another problem encompassing my bigger theme with this world today. You use racism as your platform. You use racism as as an excuse. I can't stand people like you, you fucking snowflake. Yes, you're a fucking snowflake. Because you come out and you use anything that anybody says against you 
and you call it racism. It's like women who call it sexism. Gay people who call it homophobia. You call a gay person an asshole, if they want to call it homophobia, they're assholes. Nobody used faggot. Nobody used any words like that. But if I call a gay person an asshole, that's not homophobia. If I call a black person a motherfucker, that's not racism. Now, if you want to take it and throw down, that's fine. But it's not racist. This is the problem I've got with society nowadays. Assholes like Antoine Richardson get butt hurt. Take something that's not racism and they cry wolf. And it disparages, it denigrates any people of color, any people of sexual orientation, women who have suffered true, legitimate offenses of violence, of degradation. When you pull this shit, when you decide to pull racism on something that's not racism, you cry wolf. And I hate people like you. Fuck you. You're the biggest dumbass of the week. And I'm not done yet. Oh, but wait, there's more. There is a little bit more. And I'm going to give you a teaser, like I said, for the weekend edition. Because I've got a couple dumbasses, including somebody David Height loves. I am going to call out somebody he loves. And if I they bet deserve you, it, I they bet you it. he will agree with me. But you got to stay tuned for the weekend edition. But finally, as I've talked about, this is an overarching theme for me this week. Because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of, of being called a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, a sexist everywhere I turn just because I'm a white guy. We're not all evil. Went to the grocery store the other day. Got my stuff. Going back home. Guy pulls up next to me. You got a truck. Get it. Not a bad thing, inherently. This guy, of course, has got wheels twice as fucking wide. Oh, God. One of those dipshits. Boom. Boom. Boom, boom, playing this rap. I don't know this rap, country, hard rock. You couldn't tell because all you heard was boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, okay, here's another one of these assholes. Let him go. You know, don't get mad. He's, you know, I can't listen to my music. He pulls up. He's going straight. I'm turning left. He pulls up and I see in the back window. He's got a four-door cab on this monstrosity, right? And really, I don't care if you live near me. If you happen to listen to this, fuck you. You're an asshole. Come find me. In the back window, he's got a huge, not just little, subtle. You know, I don't have a problem. A lot of people do with people that have Confederate flags mm -hmm. or Punisher symbols in their back window. That doesn't bother me. To me, that's freedom of expression. This guy in the middle of his back window, four doors, more whores. 
Oh, for the love of God. Where are the women out there, the Me Too movement? Where are you going after this guy instead of degradating people like me, Dave, all the other guys out there trying to be the best men we can be? And you got this fuck nut. More doors, more whores. I literally printed so everybody can see it. What an From half a mile away. And he thinks he's a big fucking tough man. Yet I've got to hear all this shit with Will Smith going back to that last week about toxic masculinity. You guys, uh, you try too hard to be men. You, we're not going to be snowflakes. We're not doing it for you. I'm sorry. Gah. Real men, you know what they do? They admit their flaws. They admit, I drive a fucking four-door sedan. Okay? And guess what? I cry during Forrest Gump. But this guy, I'd be more than happy to throw down with him. What a fucking pussy he is. He's probably got a schlong the size of a little tiny school eraser. But he's got to do all this shit. Degradate women. There's no Ruin everybody around him with this loud music because he's a tough guy. You, You guys are the ones that cause all the problems. You screw things up for people like me who have a quad cab pickup with normal wheels with my Harley Davidson sticker in the back. And quietly listens to Judas Priest as he takes his children to school. That's right. And I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet because I've got more in the weekend edition. I will tie this all in. I will bring in Will Smith. I will bring in movies. I will bring in TV shows. Because I'm tired of being lumped in with idiots. And like more doors, more whores. Douchebag. Extreme. And I don't want to be lumped in with all these moronic assholes like Deshaun Watson. If he did what he did. Stop it. We are not here for you to pick on us. For you to tell us we're all scumbags, we're all sexual deviates, and I'm talking about black people, women, everybody! We're tired of it, we're fighting back on Sports Frenzy! No, ma'am. Ted Al Bundy was right. God damn he was. He's the conquistador, Dave Hyde. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. And Thank we're you. Sports Frenzy 2.0. Thank you very much, as always, for hanging out with us. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' family. Check out our Facebook page for our weekly picks. We love you. I Thanks don't know. for tuning in. Yeah, I don't know you love me that much after my little rant here, but you know who you are. You understand who you are. You will stick with us. If you don't like what we say, you're part of the problem. Go to hell. Check out the weekend edition coming this Saturday morning. I'm telling you, not only with my part two of my rant, I have got <laughs> some great movie reviews. We've as got does some good Dave. stuff for you. Music, TV, it's all good. Book. Oh, I got a good book for you. We'll see you this weekend, kids. We love you. Take it easy.